Welcome back to the Feral Ferals. Um, this will be our 10th episode on the 10th of the month, on the 10th month. So It's episode 10! That's pretty cool. Beep beep. Um, so, and we have a special <clears throat> guest on the 10th episode, 10, 10, 10. So the special guest is our lead tech, and his name is actually Justin Two. But his name is Justin Cho Taylor. People sometimes call me Cho Rican. <laughs> we call him, I call him the Cholo. We just kind of wanted to finally start having guests on the show. And I thought we would have guests on sooner, but it turns out that we did it at episode 10. But um, William had let us know that it's uh, 10, 10, 10. That's I pretty cool. I think that's pretty badass myself, but it's pretty cool. Well, some people say I'm a ten anyway. So. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> my name, my name is spelled with a ten in it. J U S T E N. That's I'm I'm a ten too. Well, I'm a ten, but it's spelled T I N. Right. Well, ten. Right. We're just we tend up over here. We're just tenning. <laughs> and we ain't winning. We tenning. Listen, we're the we're the only ten anybody sees because we're we're a ten. Oh my. Anyway, so yeah, we just kind of wanted to have a guest on for our 10th episode. And obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about work, but just to kind of get some introductory going. Um, Cho, you're a couple years younger than me. Yeah. I'm 36. You're, uh, I think I'm 34. <laughs> it's fine. I don't, I, I said I'm 30, 36 yeah, 30, and I question on. it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, because I'm 34. 33. You're, any, you're, you're older than I am. Dude, I'm glad I'm not the only one because I question myself now. I had to count back because my old lady, <laughs> she's five years older than me. That's awesome. I'll look at my license and be like, yeah, I'm okay, 36. Okay. But no, um, yeah, man. Um, Cho is a little younger than me. He's heavily, heavily experienced in the mechanic field. And he also is married and has three kids and he has a pretty busy big family and he takes care of a lot of business so he is usually a busy guy but we are going to try to cover some of the automotive myths we're going to try to cover some of that and talk a little bit about work and what we do here and we're just going to try to cover some of that and talk about it you know you have any input on that? No, nope, that sounds good to me. You don't. You don't know much about what's going on on this uh, episode. I just. I just try to keep everybody in line. By the way, we decided we were going to do this. So episode nine, we discussed that we had a lot of shit going on in October. Oh, that's what it was. We were going to have him on regardless, but then we realized he was going on vacation, and we were like, "Oh, we, we're doing this now." Then yes, yeah, so we right, had to like we had to record right now. <laughs> oh yeah, going on vacation. So are you excited about vacation? Oh, yeah. Never been to the beach before. So this is the first time going to an actual beach instead of, you know, the Tennessee beaches and Kentucky beaches. Yeah. <laughs> A.K.A. the lakes. Yes. The man-made lake beaches, which, hey, you know what? I, you got to get out there and see them too, right? You yeah. Know? It's all sand. But you're heading to... Gulf Shores. Alabama. Alabama. Go f- yeah. That's pretty. That's there. one of the better ones. People like going there. It's either that. If they go into a, like a beach like that, they either go there or they go to Myrtle Beach. Yes. Um, it's very family oriented there. 
So for it's, sure, it's, you got a lot of stuff for the kids to do, and yeah, that'll the, be nice. The weather's supposed it's supposed to be good, but then they change it every day, and then. Like yesterday, they were saying it's supposed to rain most of the time that we're down there. But then, day before that, it was supposed to be sunny. So, we don't know. We're going to check weather later tonight and see how the weather's going to play out. But we still got a whole bunch of activities ahead of us. Other than just beach and everything else. And You got family out that way? Yeah. That always helps things. They'll, they'll know the stuff to do and... I like being around local people and I'm out of town. I like to be with the local people there because they know all the places to go grab a bite to eat. They know where it, and then you got a place to stay too. And it just makes it better, you know? Yeah. Especially the, all the roll tie fans out there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hey. Alabama. Hey, watch it. Nothing against them. Okay. I'm, I'm not really a big fan of sports their game? or anything, but. Oh, uh, it is not the third Saturday yet. So who are they playing next? Oh, third every third Saturday in October is Tennessee and That's right. Alabama. That's right. Well, they Tennessee won the last matchup, did they not? Yeah, and then they carried the football goal down the street. Yeah, but the thing about it Top is deal. though, the thing about it is then they turned right around and got killed by Georgia. So I mean yeah. <laughs> really. Um they'll be at Alabama on October twenty first. Um, but we'll be at a wedding. So, I'll be keeping up with the stats on that bad boy. Yeah, I'm sure everybody will be talking smack on Facebook. I'm sure of it. Oh yeah. So other than uh, other than your vacation, what you got going on that personal wise? If you want to talk about it. Oh, let's see. About two weeks ago, I was supposed to look at my little nephew's car. Uh, overheating issue. Water pump leaking out the weep hole. Well, didn't get to that because AC on the house went out. So, had to <laughs> diagnose that and figure it out. So, I remember that. other than working on cars, like, I do pretty much all around. That's why they call me Cho-Rican. That is no doubt. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. It's all relative to Cho. He's like, hey, if it moves and it has bolts and nuts and screws or computers, it's all the same. You just got to look at it and figure it out. But yeah, AC went out, had to fix it, and then I know you said fan initially, but didn't it end up needing a capacitor or capacitor both? and breaker? Oh, is that Lost what it power ended? on one of the legs on the breaker, it fried the breaker. Of course yeah. it ends up happening on the weekend too, you know. Oh yeah. So Luckily like, we got And it was some. on the last hottest week. Oh yeah, it couldn't have been mild, <laughs> you know. And then the <laughs> next week it's been nice and cool and you can have the windows open, no issues and stuff. You don't even, but, you know. you don't even need to run it now. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Awesome. This is great. And you ran out and bought like a portable AC unit too, yeah, you know, yeah, trying to keep to everybody comfortable. Keep everyone comfortable and everything. But now, heck, it's like you better bust out the heaters and turn the heat on. But, you know, I grew up where, hey, if you're cold, you better put some more clothes on and wrap up in more blankets. Yeah. <laughs> You can't come to, like, if you ever stay with me at my house or anything like that, I keep it cold. So, but I keep blankets everywhere because you better put you a sweater and some blankets on because this, uh, this heat ain't coming on. But also we have like those old school dads, like you don't leave a room without turning the light off. I know Steve told y'all that. That's okay. So I know y'all have that too. Do you have rules? You have rules for your kids too, right? Like what my, so the top three rules that my dad always had, maybe two. If it's not yours, don't touch it. That was number one. Not yours, don't touch it. Number two, when you leave a room, turn the light off. 
and put the soap like powder or soap liquid of laundry detergent in the water and let it like run for a minute. So it suds up and gets all of the soap on all of the clothes. That was it. Just efficiency. efficiency. That was it. Those are the top three things that were ingrained in me. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, when you got a 12-year-old, 7-year-old, about to be 8, and a 5-year-old, you tell them to turn lights off when they get out of the room. If they ain't using it, yeah, good luck. Them lights still stay on. But, you know, the lights don't bother me. It's just, you know, more of making a mess and not picking up after yourself, you know, that type of stuff. Uh that's my biggest pet peeve is, you know, if you got trash or <laughs> drinks, put them in the sink, you know, if it's cups, plates, stuff like that, or if oh, you're it's stuff that goes in the trash, you know. But yeah, you but know, it's it's a constant repeat. He's got a preteen girl at home. So that's even worse. Man. I don't envy you because <laughs> I've at least got a couple of years. Which she's cuter than a brand new puppy, but yeah, that's always going to be challenging. Yeah, they always. say they say uh, girls are easier raising than boys, but you know. So I will say this: girls are easier when they're younger until they get to teenage years, and oh, that's yeah. when it all goes to hell. As a, as a, as a former teenage female. <laughs> yeah, but see, everyone hadn't. They haven't met her mama. So. <laughs> Lauren, yes. we love you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love you, honey. Lauren, we love you. I'm on your side. I am on your side. It's type also, A personality. I you know? also have a mini version of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I have to deal with both of y'all. You know, I got two of y'all. So I'm in the same boat as far as that goes. Yeah, you're in hot water, brother. Yeah, that's okay, though. <laughs> You, you don't have warm water. You got hot boiling and scorching water. But how cool am I, though? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's cool. cool. I'm not cool like cool in the gang cool. I'm just cool, like chill, cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so we didn't want to get started right off the bat with telling you a little bit about who he was first. And um, if you put our experience together. Oh, aren't y'all sweet? If you put our experience together, (laughs) before I was rudely interrupted, (laughs) Amber wants to poke fun, but she knows what I'm saying is is true, though, for the most part. (laughs) If you were to put our experience together, how many years is that? Because I started at, you know, seven, eight years old, and I know you started the same time. So, I mean, you're looking at... Yeah. Um, I mean, you're looking at 40 years between the two of you. Shit, at least 40 Probably more than that. Well, if you think of y'all in your 30s, remember that. Yeah. So I'm going to say 20 a piece, but that puts uh, you at 13. I rebuilt my first engine when I was 11 years old. So, so yeah, so at 45 to 50 then. In between and 40 and 50, how about this? I'll just give a long range, 40 to 50. I can actually What's the remember. math, William? I, I'll, I'll say this. I can actually remember running up from the garage and telling my dad, oh my God, I got an engine running. I got an engine running. He was like, okay, okay. I'll say this. When I was like my son's age at five years old, my youngest son, Alex, I was tearing apart remote control cars that my dad bought from Toys R Us back in the day when you had the real good Tyco RC cars and stuff that cost a lot of money. I remember the Tyco days. Oh, my Dude, God. Best RC cars ever. Six volt. <clears throat> six volt six? battery yeah, yeah, packs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was... Literally five, six years old, tearing these things apart and putting bigger, you know, electric motors on them or 
soldering in Christmas lights for headlights to the motor. So when you drive, they light up or underglow underneath it, you know. Love uh, it. Love it. I at, tell you, at I that did, age, I took quite a bit of stuff apart and for no other reason, just to see what it would look like. Yeah. And then later on, I got to where I was waterproofing with hot glue gun. And I know you told me you did the same thing. So when yeah, you told yeah. me that, I was like, oh, I did that too. So, see, oh, well, uh, I was going to say, my, my dad used to get highly pissed off at me taking these things <laughs> apart. But then, you know, you could see the, the satisfaction in his face after I done put this thing back together and it's modified, you know, and he's yes. just like, oh, okay, you know, yeah. and it, it, it turns around and it works just fine. So, and I'm hoping somebody told him, dude, that's your DNA. Sorry. Like, if you got mad, but that's all you. That's all you, man. (laughs) Right. One of my favorite stories I ever hear, I've ever heard about Justin, I think there's two stories. So, one of them was when he was old enough to like learn what his car seat was, he took apart his car seat, undid his (laughs) straps. Like, he figured out how to unbuckle the strap from the backside of it to take him completely out of the car seat (laughs) so he could lay in the back windshield of the car. So obviously it was, I don't even remember what my mom drove back then, No, but it was a big car. <laughs> yeah. And then he would take his, like, so his dad, you know, you remember like all, because even my dad carried it. I think your dad probably did too. Remember the little screwdriver things that they would put in their pockets yeah. from work? He would take the screwdriver thing out of his dad's pocket when he hugged him when he got home from work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, one day, they he was in his crib. He had a crib or a bed or something like that that he like would be put in. He said one day, his mom's like, hey, one day I come home and the whole thing was down and all uh, completely apart because he wanted out. They they said that- And took it apart with that little screwdriver. What I had done was, like you said, I had swindled it out of my dad's pocket when he got home. So I had a screwdriver in my pocket, but the crib was put together so tightly that I couldn't get the screws undone. So what did I do? I just grab it with my hands and shake back and forth real hard. And then the screws would, you know, come loose from the wood because it was wood. It didn't have all this play school uh, rubber made, all this company that has plastic stuff now. It was all wood. Yeah. So I'd shake it and get it loose. And I put a little screwdriver in there and take it out. And I took the rails off of that bad boy. I was out of there. Well, see, <laughs> see, we didn't, we didn't give Justin the, the nickname Wreck-It Ralph for no reason. <laughs> you know, I don't know if y'all ever seen that cartoon movie of wreck it ralph wrecks the internet you know that's that's like justin he's, my he's like wreck it ralph yeah the picture's well, on my toolbox I was gonna say, so it's fuzzy everybody knows him as fuzzy or fuzz but here at the shop he's known as wreck it ralph <laughs> <laughs> i can just barely touch stuff and i'm like i touch things and and i, I think that i'm touching them it turns out i'm putting like 750 foot pounds of torque on something you know and it's just broken and i have to pay for it and i'm like okay well sorry what guys he, what did he bend when the brake booster the, oh all right so let me let me tell y'all about this all right we had this old 80s model <laughs> i'm gonna say 80s ish maybe 90 air chevrolet pickup truck okay <laughs> bleeding brakes on this thing um he gets up in there he says i'll i'll, I'll pump it and we were like okay we couldn't cool. bleed it we couldn't get we, it we were having a hard time getting it to bleed out fluid so he gets up in there and he starts pumping. And <laughs> next thing you know, he's like, guys, uh, we got a problem. And we're like, what? What's 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 the problem? And he was like, uh, I think I pushed the brake pedal a little too hard. And we got to looking. And next thing you know, we, we, we seen the brake pedal. It was all bent up. And I was like, good Lord. <laughs> 
Hey, Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> I said, be easy. So, was, don't was, get me wrong. We we replaced the brake pedal assembly and mass cylinder in it, and uh, and booster and booster, and we got it all bled out correctly. And we had to put someone else in the truck to pump because <laughs> it, he was he was uh he was grounded from that job. <laughs> he was fired. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to just get real with, he was fired. Yeah, George ended up doing the pumping duties <laughs> after that, so you know. But uh, I've been that known to break things, so that's where Wreck It Ralph comes from. Um, want to jump into what we kind of wanted to talk about? Um, at this shop, it's a lot different of a dynamic than most of your mechanic shops out there. And what I mean by that is the whole stereotype thing is a lot of people, I mean, what what is the percentage of people that come in here that we have to gain their trust off the bat? It's high percentage. Well, about 90. I would say 80 to 90% we have to gain their... 80 to 90. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say 50 because 50% of our customer base is people that we know personally i'm just saying nobody's ever coming what's the percentage so that's everybody total i'm saying what's the percentage of people that come on off the street that's never been here before i mean that's a back up there i mean it's 100 percent because they don't know us like the rest of our customers you know like the rest of our customers aka friends and family yeah so then you got to talk about why they're leaning towards that way because they have a reason to lean towards that way like it's happened to them you know what i mean yeah it's just like whenever we get new customers in and, you know, they're in the lobby still and, you know, we get the vehicles pulled in and racked up on the rack and we instantly see the issue or problem with it, what the vehicle's having. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most shops, you know, they, they won't pull you out there in the shop and show you what's going on and explain things in the detail where the, the customer actually understands. And that's that's what I do. Like, I'll pull a customer out there in the shop and break it down to them in their terms, mm-hmm. not mechanical terms where they don't understand uh, cause you got a lot of women and you got a lot of guys out there that don't, that, that ain't car shabby, I will say. And right. car shabby. He's my, favorite. you know, the, <laughs> the thing about it is, is I try to understand the customer on what they know about cars. I kind of question them just a little bit, just to kind of see where they're at on cars. Exactly. Then I'll put it in their terms and be able to make them, you know, understand and see and visualize what the problem is. And that's the way I, I like to diagnose things. I like to figure out the problem, figure out what caused the problem, then replace the part, you know. Uh, but that's just like one of them things. That's how I gain customers' trust and be able to, you know, accommodate these customers as we go and day by day. I love that both Justin and Cho educate. That That's what mm-hmm. we do is we educate people. Well, I love the way he put that, too. Like. Yeah. He's got to figure out who he's talking to because it could be conceived like if you didn't do that and you just started telling them in layman's terms because you said explain it to them in a way they would understand. Yeah. That's layman's terms. Well, if you explain it to them in crayon or layman's terms and then this guy actually knows quite a bit, it could be perceived that you're talking down to him or you think he just don't know anything. Yeah, so yeah. you got to figure out you're exactly right about that. You got to figure out where they're at and what they know. To understand how to explain whatever's going on with their car. But honestly, what I was getting at is a lot of people don't trust mechanic shops and we have to gain their trust. We don't, we have to earn it or gain it. 
It's never just come in right off the bat and they trust us. And the only reason why they're even here in the first place is because they get online. They get on Clarksville chat. They get on. They talk to people because Clarksville is a big city, but it's small town mentality oh, yeah. oh, still. Yeah. So I mean, you know what I mean. We're like a bit. We're a little. We're a big little city. I mm-hmm. say a little big city. I don't know how to explain it. We're. We're growing so fast, and there's so many people here, but we're still that small town mindset. Oh yeah, we're like a little Nashville slash Memphis, yep. if you want to say. Big <laughs> puts Clarksville on the map. Yeah, big as far as you know location, and and it's getting bigger as far as the numbers. What are we at? Over two hundred thousand, pretty easy, right? To uh, I would have to do. I'd have to look at the numbers online. Um, for sure, for sure. I don't know what the census did list this past year. I know we were at two twenty ish total for all of Clarksville and Montgomery County. But I know the school system, I think it had, um, I can't remember the numbers of the school system, but I knew um, uh, two years ago, it was like 36,000 people, 36,000 kids were on base that were coming to Montgomery, Clarksville, Montgomery County school systems. That's that's a lot of damn kids coming off of that base. It is. Or coming, or even, you know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of potential work. And, you know. Well, if you think about it, even if you just calculate Clarksville, I think Clarksville was like at 170,000, I think. You, you can Google it. I don't know the numbers. We've yeah. got a lot of people from Hoptown yeah. that come here, though, That's what and I'm Oak saying. Grove. We have people and- from Hoptown, Oak Grove. We have people from Brentwood. We have people from Nashville. We we have quite a uh, Stewart County, um, Houston County. So, I mean, we we don't have just Clarksville customers. It, it's we very got plenty much- to do. We have a wide spread of people that come to us for mechanic work. And I will say this. You guys bring in a lot of, like, mechanics in. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? You you guys We're the do, mechanics mechanic. You are the, we are the people's mechanic. We are the mechanics mechanic. We, we are the ones that you go to for being able to know that your car is going to get worked on correctly. And like I talked about in episode eight, you know... If you're it, when people are our friends and we we make mistakes, we're human. You know, we're not we're not perfect by any means. So whenever we get this built rapport and we get the trust and we do this, like the customer, one of our customers that left today, remember, um, they were upset. Mm-hmm. They were upset at us because they were like, "Hold on, wait, wait, wait! You told us that this, this, and this, and we had to go back and say, no. Here's the phone recording. Here's what we said." This is what could or oh couldn't my gosh. happen. Recorded phone calls. Was, um, Gotta love those. <laughs> I want Cho to tell the story here in a minute about my favorite one of his, the when he first worked here, when he first started working here. But what I'm saying is, is they came in and they were upset. Well, we got a glowing review after we like really broke it down, mm-hmm. showed them what was going on, how it was, whatever, whatnot. Yeah. But that tells a story of what happened to them prior because something happened to them for us, for them to be that geared against us. But going back to what I was saying, this mechanic shop is a lot different because if I'm being 100% honest, which I'm biased, but I think anybody that would come in off the street and just do a study here would say that basically we can't really necessarily trust our customers. It's the opposite way around. Like a lot of times they can't trust the mechanic shop. We've done flip the script on that. And now we're like, they're not telling us the truth because they don't realize the amount of technology these vehicles have in them. 
and and the aspect of they told us they never got the vehicle hot. What what did uh what's her name's <laughs> current say? No, yeah, I'm not gonna mention anybody's name. It's corny. Unless I talk to him. And I haven't talked to him, but we had a person bring a car in, said the car it did not overheat and the take over, Joe. I mean Well where <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we start on that one. Uh, they said it never overheated and you know, they make all this technology now where, you know, dealerships use scan tools and they're high dollar scan tools. And, you know, you could buy these aftermarket scan tools like the Alltel, Snap-on, Matco scanners, Cornwall scanners, etc. You know, um, a lot of these scanners, they go on the computer and the computer, when it pops a check engine light on or sometimes it, it'll pop a check engine light on and then turn back off because it goes through a drive cycle and it, it sees that there's no issue anymore. But it saves it in the data. It's like a little black box, like the airplane shoes. And they save it in the freeze frame when that check engine light was on. Just because sometimes the light's not on anymore doesn't mean that it's not stored in the history. So when we plug our scanners up to it, we could go back and look at freeze frame and all that stuff. And we could see when in time and, you know, if the vehicle was driving and when it overheated. And we could actually see on some vehicles, we could see the actual temperature it got. And when it how many needed. times it got that yeah. or more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that one's a good one. Okay, so when he pulled that information up, I'll be honest, I didn't realize that that particular vehicle would do that. So when he showed me that, and not only added insult to injury, it added other stuff. I don't even know how, you, well, how to say it. But it literally said that it had gotten close to 300 degrees, and it said like 36, 37 times. That was, yeah. for, that was, that for, was on that Infinity, I think yes, it was. That was that one. That's what I'm saying. That was, they, I didn't yeah. know what vehicle it was. I was like, I know okay, that, that so, was the Infinity. So <laughs> when you get a piece of information like that, don't get me wrong, Joe takes a lot of phone calls, and he does a lot of phone calls, but when you get that, it's real easy to get on the phone and be like, so, um. Kind of. You know what I mean? Like, you said this, but this is it. So, uh. But, so, uh, these are the facts. Which, again, this is why I'm not in the office, nor am I on the phones very often, because I am like, uh. (laughs) So, we realized that person wasn't car savvy. So, we reached out to her and said, hey, is there any way you can send your husband down here? We want to talk to him in in person and show him a couple things. You know, it's not because it's personal. We just want to show him a couple of things in real time and. You know, that's how we chose to handle it. But we could have said, you said this, but we didn't get into that. We didn't try to, you know. Yeah, we could have threw you under the bus, but, you know, we're not that type of people, you know. No, there's no sense in it. You well, know what I mean? I would have never, I would have never done it to that customer ever. You know, absolutely I would have been not. absolutely not. But some of these people are just, and, and now, and I am the, I am one to talk. I am preaching to the choir. I understand people have bad days. And when mm-hmm. usually when you're bringing your car to the shop, you're going to have, have a bad day. You're having a bad day. Here's, and then this is where I want to go back and say, hey, were you properly maintaining it? Mm-hmm. If this was something that was out of your control, it was out of your control. That's what I want to tell people. Yeah. It's out of your control. You can't help this. This is fine. Everything will be fine. You properly maintained it. Well, we're going to take care of this issue. So I understand that. So I understand people are having bad days when they bring their vehicles here sometimes because they either A, waited too long, something happened to them and it happened on the interstate. You know what I mean? It went on their way to work or on the way to pick the kids up from school. It's just a lot could go on with that. And and I think that's where Cho's experience 
supersedes mine because he's been at the dealership level. And what you just said, have you done your regular maintenance? They're they're not gonna stop there. Yeah, they're oh yeah. It's like they're gonna just you'll beat have, that dead horse and you know, and they're yeah, gonna live yeah. and die by that. You'll have customers out there, okay. They know their car is making some crazy, awful God noise, you know, like their wheel bearings about to fall, you know, fall apart. And I'm not saying the wheels going to fall off, but, you know, I've seen a couple catch on fire before, you know, from driving on them and getting super hot. But when you got a, a noise like that coming out of that vehicle and you still drive it, for instance, we got a car every single morning, Monday through Friday, exactly about the same time every day. Me and John Boy, we'll, we'll be standing out in front opening up the garage doors and everything, and we'll hear this car coming down the street, and we're like, oh, right on time. And it's like they got a bent control arm on the, on the right rear passenger side, and you can hear that back tire just squalling away going down the street. It's not straight. It's yeah. not straight. It's dragging that tire. And, I mean, they're like, they're better than NASCAR drivers because they don't, they, every day we see them for the last past three months, and they're still on that same tire. And you guys know how things work. And cars, vehicles of any kind that steer from the rear, steer quicker. They have a tighter turn radius. So if it's a rear tire, you know they're holding that thing in the road. Yeah, you know, it's it's driving, it's dog-legging going down the road. So, you know, it's like, come on, dude. You're driving this car on the street. You're endangering everyone else's lives. You mm-hmm. know it's messed up. But you wait and wait to bring it to a shop to have it fixed or have someone fix it at least. You know, I understand with the today's market and everything and everything's so high. But I mean, I get it. You know, it's it's like get it fixed or something, you know, instead of spending ten dollars at Wendy's or something for lunch or you get in their car and it smells like a hemp farm in that car. Hemp farm, but hey, what about the what about those ones that are like living trash cans? You know, oh my god, those ones man. are the worst during the summertime. You oh know, it's almost well. It's, well, it's like the, it's like this: if you can afford to pay, you know, and God bless one hundred and sixty dollars every two days for an ounce, like you can afford one hundred and sixty dollars to yeah to, to buy repair. your part at minimum. Yeah. You, you skip skip an ounce this week. Skip an ounce today. Get your part. Get you an ounce later, which, and then go uh, the next one. Get that other ounce money, and then go have it fixed. What you, you know, call that? Friend. What you call that is a a luxury. Yeah. But mm-hmm. instead, you got priorities. Yeah. But you rather pick luxury over priorities. So you know, Amen. it's like. Amen. Which one do you really need to do? And, your priorities. Right. Your priorities. Because guess what? How are you going to make money to buy that next ounce? You see yeah. what I'm saying? Like, come on now. Come on. Come you on. Unless, unless you got like a sugar daddy or a sugar mama, you know, or something like that. <laughs> but I mean, hell, talk, I mean, talk a little sugar into them to fixing your car then. <coughs> you know, know what if I'm that's saying? the case. Amber hey, says it like this. Amber I, says, go ahead, Amber. Ladies. <laughs> Even some, some guys. Some guys do too, but ladies. If you are single and you got a dude up in your DMs trying to talk all kinds of lovey-dovey stuff, trying to get to you, you better get that old change. Get them breaks. Come see us Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) We got that thirsty Thursday for all them thirsty men trying to pay for them women all oil changes. We give a Thirsty Thursday discount every Thursday. It's 30% off of your oil chains on all passenger vehicles only. None of y'all big stuff. Nope. Nope. But come get your oil change. But if you got somebody in your DMs, girl, 
Get that oil change. Get them brakes. Get that control arm fixed. Hey, yeah, something. Get you some tires, sis. Come on, girl. Like, I mean, don't even play the game. Don't hate the player. Dude, hate jo- the game. <laughs> Joe, we've been in traffic traveling places. Uh-huh. And look, we'll come, <laughs> we'll come up on a car, and it, the right rear wheel's leaning in so bad, you can tell that the the wheel bearing is no more. It's a toast. Or oh, the tire's going bloop, 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 bloop. Something's crazy <laughs> going wrong with it. And they're going 70 down the interstate. And what we'll do is, of course, we won't stay there long because it's dangerous. But Amber will get up next to them and be like she's talking <laughs> to them, like they can actually hear her talking. <laughs> and she go, she goes, "Girl, you know you got somebody on them DMs that'll fix that." <laughs> I have people in my DMs that'll fix it. Like I'm confused. Ooh, man, that's so. Hey, that's you gonna weird. have to put them on your plugs on them DMs. Send them over. Say, hey, honey, I ain't. I'm not single. However, I got another girlfriend that's single, and here you go. She needs some tires on her car. Help her out. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. <laughs> Repurpose. Repurpose that. No, I'm good. That's a. I'm sorry, but that's just funny. But it's true. You know, they they come in here. They won't tell you the truth, or maybe they weren't paying attention. But instead of telling you they they weren't paying attention, they didn't say, "Hey, it may have overheated." I wasn't paying attention. I got a lot on my mind, or we we were told straight up from the front, "This thing ain't overheat." Oh, yeah. This is the okay. newest one. You got to tell it like he like. Okay, he said man. It. Look, listen. If it didn't overheat, it didn't overheat, and I don't argue. I'm like, hey, if it didn't overheat, I'm not saying it did. You know what I mean? Until yeah, I yeah. see otherwise. The problem I'm having with this though is the wife came in and. and, and and Rhonda, aka my mama, aka the service writer, uh, mentioned. She said, "Hey, your your husband said that it did not get hot." And she said, Mm-mm, "Don't listen. It got hot. It it got." Oh, hot. she told off on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's there's always the little bits and pieces that are missing, you know, and that that always surface somewhere along the line. Well, you know, we talked in episode eight about... Um, the guilty dog with barking boy. Yeah, we talked about episode <laughs> my eight. biscuit. Yeah, my biscuit. <laughs> the, uh, we talked there about um, uh, about the infinity. Oh. Mm-hmm. The yep. harness thing. We oh, talked wow. about it and like how she was saying this, this, and this, and then the brother was like, uh-uh. No, no, no. Lexus. No, that was Lexus. That's right. It was Lexus. Yeah. What model was that? 330? RX 330. Yeah, um, man. Good so, unit. Good solid yeah, unit. Yeah, man. they're good cars because... Man, oh. they're they're Golly, until man. until your nephew steal it and <sighs> run no oil. Well, you know, oh my or you know, <laughs> talk to one of these fast ones out here, you know, and ah, uh, you know, it's just one of them things where people just get a hold of things and start yanking and snatching. But so we brought just, it back to life just to give a rundown on it. We had a vehicle brought to us. Okay, we did mention this is an episode eight, so this was mentioned in episode yes. eight. So yes, if, if you'll you refer go, if back you to refer number back eight, to that, so that so we had a vehicle come in. It the wiring harness was completely snatched out. The apparently leech. somebody it wasn't yeah. any of our business. We didn't no. ask. We were told that somebody was cheating on somebody, and the girlfriend caught up with the vehicle of the the, the assailant. I hate to be on the other end of that one. You ain't the lying. <laughs> Well, it's like y'all. <laughs> y'all. I don't know. So, I don't know about y'all, but uh, them wire harnesses that are bundled up and that have like fifty plus wires in them. To snatch stout. to snatch them wires in half like that, where you could tell they were they were snatched and pulled. Bro, the bulkheads were pulled away from the injectors and the 
Like, I can understand someone using some wire cutters or some dikes or, yeah. you know, some shears or something, but to grab a hold of that harness and snatch it like this that. This looks like Arnie and back in his yeah. prime. Arnold Schwarzenegger just grabbed that thing and just bench pressed it off of there, bro. Hell, I thought Wreck-It Ralph come up in business on Listen, that. Listen, I'm not even <laughs> sure if I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure if I could do that. I probably could try him, but man, that's still a feat, dude. Yeah. Because you have wiring harnesses. You've got the loom, okay? You've got the plastic straps that strap it down. you got all the little clips that clip it to the little bracket, little yep. metal brackets. You've got the little clips that are clipping it onto the injectors. And all that stuff was just ripped out. Yeah. Like, it was night and day difference. A woman know? did that. Yeah. For, for her man's driving the car cheating. Hey, she, she must have been highly mad, you know? Maybe that's what it is. You got to get mad, dude. You got to get like cheating mad. Hey, you know how, you know how they say about people, you know, when some weird freak accidents happen, you see people picking up cars and like grandma's picking up cars off of their kids and stuff. 80 year old grandma picking up a car that's, you know, 4,000 pounds. And you're like, what the hell? (laughs) I ain't fooling with that grandma. (laughs) Yeah. But. It's that, funny that, you know. But the whole situation was that she did lie. Like, she lied to us, point blank. She was lying to us the entire time and then called at after everything was said and done and the brothers came and picked up the vehicle because we were like, nah, we're, we're not doing this. We're me, absolutely not doing this. Let me rewind real quick. Just to give a rundown. We'll we'll speed it back up. The first time we got it, the wiring harness was ripped out of it. Okay? Yes. Don't okay. forget the bleach in the gas tank. There was too. bleach in the fuel tank, and it was full. They they were they knew what they were doing. We quoted a lot of this stuff, and then we find out that the engine is locked up. Like we hit the starter on it, nothing's happening. We're like, man, we got power at the starter. We got power at the starter. I'm thinking, so we go get a big breaker bar, and I'm two thirty five. I'm standing on the breaker bar. I'm like. We got to call these people and tell them it, it, it's toast. I don't know how the hell we did it. How did we end up breaking that loose? We pulled spark plugs out. We put a little bit of that, you know, secret sauce in there. Uh, so we mixed up some secret sauce, some some penetrating oil, some transmission fluid, whatever we got to have you there. And we literally got this thing to revive back to life. We, it was on the operating table. And it don't even smoke. I was mad when it started up, dude, because it ran better than anything I had. It definitely ran better than anything I had. (laughs) Mechanics car never runs, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's what they say, you know. Well, so, it and by the way, we had it for a couple days after because we were like, no, we ain't releasing this shit after this was fixed and whatnot. We're going to wait. Yeah. So we had it for a good solid four days until we released it back to the owner. And it came back three months later. And the lady that owns it said it's doing the same thing. The, like last time. And she like, said that to me. Yeah. She said that she came in and she goes, yeah, it's doing the same thing. I'm like, the same thing. So what same thing? Because we did the wiring harness on that car. We did a tune-up on it. We broke the engine loose. We took all the bleach out of the fuel tank. You're going to have to get a little bit more specific with me. And she goes, well, it just won't start. And I'm like, okay, well, that could be a mass array of things, you know? Yeah, we checked that one out pretty good top to bottom afterwards when it came back. Turned out to be, we found out that they ran it low on oil, uh, went over the oil change interval on it, and, you know, it synthetic oil starts getting thinner than what it normally is, and it starts to burn it. Well, we found some oil jugs in the back where someone's done put brand new oil in it before they brought it down here, and it was full of oil, but the motor was locked up. 
you know, but. And uh, we did, we got a starter approved and then we got it done. We realized that the engine was completely gone. So we returned the starter. Yeah, because the starter and, the starter was fried because mm-hmm. I guess the customer was trying to have someone come out and start it, and they were trying to get it started and stuff like that. Because we diagnosed it, we checked it, and everything, mm-hmm. and the starter wasn't engaging. We checked for power the down there. Out of that one. Yeah, you know, we checked for power at solenoid wire. We had twelve volts coming off <laughs> when you hit the key, and we had good grounds, and we had we had everything there to make the starter energize and kick Bendex out and mm-hmm. operate like it should, but starter was bad so we had to sell a starter on it to be able to diagnose it from there to figure out the motor was locked up other than trying to turn it over by hand you know it turned over yeah george turned it and he said it's turning but you it's know turning. i wouldn't say the motor was like locked up but it had a very bad bearing squeak to it oh yeah no there really wasn't bad. no doubt about it there and, wasn't uh, no doubt about it yeah and, it, and she was a little upset she didn't want to pay the price that we had and all this other stuff and then and it came out that the nephew stole her car and they haven't seen it in three months yeah and they hadn't seen it in three months <laughs> and it all of a sudden showed back up so they thought they were going to get over on us saying hey it's doing the same thing honey if it well it, it kept it, bringing it really up get, how much money they spent here too yes and yeah. they were like can i get at least half the, at the end of it when she was like she called because a bunch of drama happened between there but she called at the end was like is there any way i can get half my money back from that original job do uh, what uh <laughs> oh yeah you know what the, actually hang up and call this number it's a uh, customer service and yeah, well, one eight hundred go fuck yourself. I mean, like you just call this number, you get to have your money back, right? I right, mean, like that's not how this works. Like, this ain't Walmart. This ain't AT and T. It ended up being it. See, but the problem with me now is that it did end up being pretty fucking funny. It, it was it's in the long run. In the long run, it was pretty fucking funny how everything went down. But hell, Walmart don't even give you. They give no. you thirty days, even if you have a receipt, you still can't return it. Because I, I bought some stuff for my house that I was doing remodel stuff on, and I had some cabinet handles. Off topic here, but, you know, I had some cabinet handles, and I didn't realize it's been over 30 days. And I went to, I was like, hey, I got these cabinet handles. They're like 40 bucks. I was like, I don't need them. I'd rather just get 40 bucks back and go buy, you know, a light fixture or something or right. something else, you know. So I went to Walmart and returned them to go return them. And they're like, um... It's been past 30 days. We can't return these. And I'm like... I didn't know that. That's crazy, oh. dude. I, I believe like, it. When did y'all start doing that? And they were like, well, we started doing that back in when everyone was stealing stuff and bringing in receipt without receipt. And then, you know, when we scanned the thing, she told me, she said when they scanned the item, it shows if it was purchased through the store or whatnot. And this and that's how they're trying to crack down on all that stuff. But, yep. Yeah, it goes it goes like that, you know. So uh, those bad apples ruined it for the batch, yeah, you know. Pretty much. And now and you know, people not saying people like her, but people like people that think they can get one over on you. Hold your ground, it, man. It, if you know you're doing the right, right thing, hold your well, ground. It makes you feel like you're you're not gonna get ahead, you're not going ahead, you're okay, I didn't make any money that week after all. You know, I didn't make any money off of this job. I did uh, we spent hours diagnosing, we had to spend this, this and this and you know, and now they lied to us. They straight lied to our face and then want to make it our fault. Right. And that, well, you know. And that makes it hard to trust. And that makes it, it hard to trust At least it was easy customers. to figure it out. At least yeah. it was easy to figure out, right? Yeah. 
It makes you. It makes it hard to trust your customers, and then it makes it hard to trust anyone else doing work for you. So, so then it it, it did both ends of the spectrum for me. Okay, like all of this is making it to where I don't want. It's not that I don't want to trust you. Deep in my heart, I know, like, hey, the first thing I should do is trust. You know, the first thing I should do is just be like, not let my guard down, but just be open to this idea. Be open to like, hey, this is going to be good. They're going to fix it. They're going to do a good job. That it's not going to hurt anything. You know, and then let them. Let them give them the, themselves the chance to mess up rather than me messing up on my own. I always called that. I always heard that being called here in the South. Give them just enough chain to hang theirself. Mm-hmm. You know, give them just mm-hmm. enough. Let them know just enough to get themselves in and out of trouble. You know, hey, it's like I always was told the truth will always appear somewhere down the line. Yep. No matter if. Uh, Afraid so. <laughs> They may continue to keep on the lies and all that, but eventually the truth will come out sooner or later because trying to keep up with all the lies that you told, <laughs> you know, hard. you got to have a, you got to write that stuff. You got to have like an Elon Musk <laughs> mind or something, you know, where you can store all that shit in your library in your head and be like, oh yeah, I, I lied on this day. Mm-hmm. I need to go back to this day at this time, you know, but you're right. We're Eventually all humans, gonna catch you know? up with you, man. It's, it's going to catch up on you. This ain't no doubt about it. Ain't no doubt about it. But, you know, we didn't really have to do this. But as a as a courtesy, we said, hey, look, you know, we put that starter on there. When it turns around, the at the analogy I used was the description I used was, hey, look, when we got this thing to turn over, it sounded like somebody took a, you know, a pillowcase and put a sack full of nickels in it and turned it on in a dryer. Yeah. As so I, that's what it sounded like. So we're we're gonna take that starter back off. And I didn't have to do this. I said, We're gonna take that starter back off. Only thing you owe us for is labor on it. Well, you know, we'll just return that starter and, and you know, no harm, no foul. Yeah, you know, at least pay for <clears> the time <throat> that we spent on it, you know. And free in this world. that wasn't good enough either. And that's when at the point in time I'm like, Okay, all right, I'm done. No more Mr. Nice Guy. The end. I don't know this person, anything. I've walked with them. I've turned my, you know, they say, turn your cheek. You only got two. I turned my cheek Both twice ways. and that was it. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? And that's, so. and that's a bad thing when Justin has to say, hey, I'm done. So for those of you that have to have Justin in here to tell you, like. You're in bad shape. You're in bad shape. Like. You're that's, in bad shape. You're at, you're at the last resort. So if Justin has to come in here and tell you, hey. We're and not I'm not moving anymore. either. I'm standing my yeah, ground and I'm like, this, this is the end of no. it, you know. This um, is the end of the line. <clears throat> but I think that was a pretty good little story to tell. Well, I'm just saying, well, and that's one of the trusting issues. And that's one of those. Those were two incidents of them not trusting us. The other one. The, the other, other ones, though, the other customers that we absolutely adore. And I mean that in every sense of it. We'll go get coffee. We'll even get them one. And we're like a family. And they come back and they pay extra. And they they just, they're always punctual. And they tell you when they're going to be here. They're always here. And they're wonderful. They don't never have anything bad to say. So I don't want to sit here and say that all our customers are like. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, not at all. And as you can see, we those are just two prominent things that we've had. Yeah. the other one I want to talk about was the Nissan. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Let's so, let's talk about that Apple on that, oh that my gosh. deal there, y'all. So pause. I just want to tell everybody first. <laughs> if you get also like if you get Cho or Justin mad, like if you again if you get them to their point of saying, "Hey, 
I need you to shut up and listen to what I'm saying or I'm going to go get phone recordings. You've I, I messed mean, up. Like y'all have gone too far with these two people because they are most calm. I feel like me or you, either one right they, now could walk away from this job and become bomb diffusers. That's how calm we are as far as that goes. We could just walk into it, be trained on it, and just not even break a sweat and just go in and defuse bombs. But people are still able to make us upset. Yeah. I've, I've learned a lot down my line of working mechanics and stuff because I used to be messy. I used to be, you know, I'd take a car apart and have bolts laying around everywhere now. And, <laughs> like, you know, it's like parts scattered everywhere. And, you know, I used to get upset super easy working on cars and you know every mechanic back in the day you know or these new mechanics and stuff like you get upset some of them throw tools Mm -hmm. across the shop you know some you know you got backyard mechanics they throw freaking car parts through people's windows and stuff on cars you know they they tear up people's cars because they get so upset but you know or just not show up at all or yeah Yeah. or just leave the car tore apart and not even come back you know and then they got to trail it to, you know, an automotive shop and get charged a handful, you know. And what Sadly. I'm saying is, like, I've learned a lot of patience to be patient. Patience is key when it comes to working on cars, because if you ain't got patience, you're going to end up breaking something. And then it's just going to make you even deeper into the subject of trying to fix it or repair what you're trying to repair. But now you got to do another repair on top of that repair, you know, so... Patience is key. Speed is last. You know, you could build your speed later down the road after you learn how to be patient, understand how the yeah. how the it's designed and how I, it works. And Joe, did, did I tell you my nickname for you? you? Probably, I probably haven't ever told you. I'm going to choose this time right now to tell you oh, my nickname for you. What's that, Mister No Comebacks? Oh, I have some comebacks. I know, but that's what I perfect. call like. What I'm saying is how meticulous I will be more apt to defend you 100% than I would my own self. I'm like, no, dude, I watched him do that job and he cleaned everything. It was so, it was a surgeon. A surgeon put your engine together, man. Well, and, well see, Cho's <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Cho has a couple more years on our youngest tech, oh, quite a few more years on our youngest tech. Um, you're old. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm getting um, there. <laughs> um, but, uh, Cho's very meticulous, but also, like, obviously, we're running a shop, so it's not, it, speed is something in the shop. However, do not sacrifice quality, quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. Who cares? You know what? We get upset as, as business owners, somebody that looks at payroll, somebody that looks at the rent, somebody that looks at all the money going out versus coming in. Like, I'm like, hey, we really need to be conscious about time. We need to make sure that we're moving along faster, getting these parts here. And then now when y'all are out there doing your thing and you're moving and grooving and then we have to wait on parts vendors when parts are at the store and then they don't have fucking drivers or they don't, or they have drivers or my favorite one is when they have only three drivers on the clock and they have a huge ass territory. And then one of the fucking drivers is in Aaron, Tennessee, which is an hour away from here. Don't even. That one's a big one for me. Sounds like they need to get their own parts stores. That, anyways. Or, well, they'll. Oh, they'll, we're gonna lose about thirty thousand dollars a month. Um. What's fair? Why don't you create jobs in Aaron? How what's, about that? What's one? fair? How about you create jobs in Aaron? 
That way they can make the 30,000. So they have more things to do and more people to see down there. Like, get out. Just, I, I hate that the world is over. Like, they are so worried about profit. Just all the profit. I know we have to make money. I want to make money the right way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to make money. There's good money and bad money. You want to be able to sleep on your so pillow at they, night, huh? Well, they're worried about this company that, oh, well, they will lose $30,000, $40,000 a month. I appreciate you thinking about us, you know, five, ten grand a monthers. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. What are we supposed to do? You know, it's almost like a, a, f- a fellow friend of somebody uh, sucking somebody's dick. Yeah. Something's going on, you know? Yeah. There's too but, much uh, availability of, or there's too much. Uh, what is that? How do they put that again? Count- no accountability. There's no accountability, but there's something going on there. There's some kind of relationship or um, maybe a cousin or a brother. Something's going on there. It's called favoritism or nepotism. But keep going. Well, I do live in Kentucky, so, you know. Oh, my God. (laughs) Holy crap, man. But, yeah. But, yeah, uh, back to uh, this vehicle we had. uh, Customer came in, said her hood wouldn't pop, uh, diagnosed it. I diagnosed it, and I, I prior... Previous years, I should say, uh, I worked for Nissan, two different Nissans, actually. I transferred. uh, But I worked there for many, many years. And Nissans, I mean, I'm not dumb about them, you know. I've I've worked on hundreds of them. So, you know, working on this Nissan, I know this car inside and out. And uh, turned out to be the hood latch cable was stretched so it wouldn't it wouldn't pull the latch mm-hmm. all the way to unlock the hood and so i diagnosed it got the hood to pop open uh and it was because the car had been wrecked at one point in time and the little well this this is before we, we replaced the cable in it because it was stretched and another thing too the customer stated they wanted to uh get fixed or get a quote on uh the hood latch handle they had to use pliers to pull the hood latch cable well to replace that handle on this car i was talking about a different car i understand what your car you're talking about now i'll shut up the nissan (laughs) Sentra. it was a nissan Sentra. i get to i get down to nitty-gritty on it the color every detail of the car i i can tell you exactly if i I seen it drive by today (laughs) i can tell you what car it was i wish Uh, y'all could see both of your faces and Justin's like face raised eyebrows, <laughs> yeah. yeah so flared nostrils, <laughs> like this. This this customer wanted us to give her a quote on repairing this handle that pops the hood latch. It pulls the cable. Well, Nissan don't sell just a handle. That's what was broke on it, where the mm-hmm. cable latches into the the handle to allow the cable to be pulled. Well, it was Nissan sold as assembly, not as a single part. Parts vendors they don't sell just the handle. They mm-hmm. sell the whole lower portion of the panel of the dash which has the handle in it and (laughs) we quoted the customer it was like 170 172 and some change to be you know pretty good mechanics bill nowadays uh that was that was just for the part now for the labor i mean i don't even think we were charging labor to put it in because i had to put the cable through it and all that so we were just going to put it in for free but she denied it she didn't want it she said it cost too much for the panel so we were like, okay, I let her know over a recorded phone line that, hey, uh, we installed a new cable. You still have to use pliers to pull that cable to pop your hood open because you denied the panel that has the handle in it to pull the cable to pop your hood. Right. And she said, oh, that's fine. 
uh, she'll worry about it later. And I was like, okay, well, like I said, this was all on a recorded phone line. And now don't, don't forget, she denied the panel. Well, mm-hmm. she comes, picks up the car. She was happy. The hood opens, does everything what it needs to do. Um, two days later, she shows back up. And she's ranting. She's like a different person. Yeah, she was like the nicest lady ever. Then she comes back in two days later, and she's like, like the the demons done come out of her or something. (laughs) Something, man. Uh, She was she was pissed off, you know. And I was like, let me take a look at it. Let me see what's going on. And she said, my hood won't pop open. And you know, I'll go out there and I'll pop it. And what it was is her car was wrecked before. Well, someone's done adjust the hood stoppers on it and. The you know most cars you pop the hood the hood pops open a little bit where you can pull the hood up and put your hand in there unlatch the latch well the hood poppers were kind of screwed down a little bit so the hood didn't actually pop up like most vehicles do you had to go over after you pull the cable you go to the front and you lift the hood and it opens and you hit the latch and you go open it all the way well <laughs> she took it to Nissan Nissan told her it had a stretch hood cable in it after we just put one in it so now going back on customers not trusting us i showed her the old part that we replaced out of her vehicle took out of her vehicle showed her (laughs) the the new part in her vehicle and me and justin we went out there and we were talking to her and she's uh you know she was like well uh she was talking about the panel with the the hood latch uh handle on it she was telling us that we never quoted her the stuff and this and that uh she also went to nissan yeah, 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 she she went that. to Nissan and she paid them to put this panel on to fix the handle. And she paid actually more than what we were charging her for yeah. the service and everything. But uh she was highly upset about that. And um it turned out to be like her hood, there was nothing wrong with the cable or anything. Nissan told her that, you know, the cable was stretched and they she needed to take it back to the shop who replaced it. Mm-hmm. Or we could put one in it for her. You know, uh, but there was nothing wrong with the cable. It was just the the hood stoppers, the bump stops, they were screwed all the way down. So I don't know if that was done at Nissan or what, because the hood was operating and working fine before it left here. And then two days later, it comes back and the hood's not popping open. But you could literally grab the hood and pull it open after you pull the cable, you know, or pull the (laughs) the handle. Well, long story short. Look on her face when we unscrewed those. And the hood worked off. Like, brand new again. But, long story short, she argued with me about the conversation we had over a a recorded phone line. She said she didn't say it. She said she didn't say that she didn't want that panel not replaced. And she she just lied about the whole situation. she was raising her voice, too. Yeah, she kept raising her tone at me. And I was staying calm as can be. But, you know, it's like when you poke a bear too many times, Mm -hmm. that bear finally comes out and, you know... (laughs) You're not getting physical, but you you're you had enough of it. So you're like, hey, you just want to tell this customer, hey, shut the hell up. Let me talk. Because <laughs> every time I went to go say something, she would cut me off and blabber on about something else. Well, she was also harping on being a single mother. Yeah, and yeah, she pulled the card of being a single mother and I no money and stuff. Don't and- fucking care. Just like I told the crackhead down over on racetrack on Gallatin Road on sun- Saturday. I don't care. Yeah, like, you got your own cross to bear, dude. I've like, got my got own all- shit yeah. going on. You don't know. Like, I've got, you have no, like, you don't even know what's going on in my own personal life. What's going on here? Just because we're a business means that we just do whatever. And we're rich. Just, 
everybody here is just rich. No, that's not how it works. We're people too. We have normal things going on in our lives that stress us out. And then you are now lying straight to our face. And then... Yeah, and finally, finally I get her to to be quiet for a split second so I could talk. Because I told her, I said, hey, can I talk please? You know, and and she, she was quiet for a good minute after I, I asked her firmly, hey, you know, can I talk please? And when she finally shut up and let me talk, <laughs> I told her, I said, hey, look, I calmed back down. I lowered my voice back down. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, hey, look, I said, you told me over the phone that you didn't want that replaced because you didn't have the money to pay for it. It was too much money. Then she cut me off again and started blabbing. I said, hell, I'm not done talking. Let me finish, please. I said, if you would like, we could go back in the office and I could play back the recorded phone line for you and we could hear exactly what you said. (laughs) Well, the whole conversation went from, it was like a 360, literally. It spun all the way around and came back around again and she changed her attitude. She said something then along the lines of, Uh, I'm trying to remember. She goes, well, you know, I don't really think that'll be necessary because she already knew she had been had. Yeah. You know, and we still made the situation right. You know, we we unscrewed the bump stops that were screwed all the way down for some odd reason. Mm -hmm. And the hood operated and functioned. It it worked like a brand new car, you know, even though it wasn't. But, you know, to some people use cars. That's all they kill for, and you know it's a new they car work to just, them. That, you know? They work just as fine. We talk about all the time about our vehicles. Yeah, it's just I seen Cho getting upset, which I never see. We never see that. So I went out there and I was like, "Listen, I know the whole scenario. The single mom comes to the mechanic shop and they tell her she's got two transmissions, and she has to pay for both of them now up front." You know, and I understand what she was saying, but at the same time, I had to break it down to her as like, this is not that shop. Um, We're all here to help you. Um, The dealerships around here are not going to be as intimate with you as we are. We're going to be more personable. We're going to be more on your level. Uh, We're less of a big machine they are. Um, they got 32 bays and, and, and 25 mechanics and 16 service riders. And yes, they got to do all that stuff to be able to make the, the bills there. And there is their overhead is so much bigger is what I'm trying to say. And by the time I had calmed her down enough to let her know that, Hey, look, we're your friend and we're trying to help you. And, and eventually she understood, but. It was definitely a turning point in the conversation. You said something about recorded phone lines. Oh, yeah, it, it, it definitely was. It was like the sun was shining. You know, but, man, you ain't lying. Here's the thing. That's you ain't lying. Pay. But, and again, those bad apples made it to where we now have to have recorded phone lines. Mm-hmm. You're being video recorded in the office and in the shop. We're being recorded out in the shop. Um, we are... You know, we have, what else do we have? Text messages now. I want everything through paper. I want a paper We have trail. a group chat. So if we send videos, because, you know. And it, we can text the customers too now with our new system. I think a lot of our customers would trust us anyway. But instead, we just back it up with a picture. And we have a yeah. new shop system. We can send pictures and videos 
through to their cell phone and they say, Hey, look, this is, we'll zoom out and show them that it is their car and not some just, you know, random makeshift thing yeah. we've made up in the back, a prop, you know? Yeah. Or if they're in the <laughs> lobby or something, you know, we'll bring them out there in the shop and, you yeah, know, explain rare. it to them and show them, you know? And it's right. um, very rarely do we have people that wait. Um, we, we recommend that you do not wait on things over an hour or two. Old changes and brakes. We try to let, to, to get that stuff in and out. We try, depending on parts. And a lot of people don't realize, like, they're like, I just want a headlight. I'm like, sorry, man, but the whole front bumper of your car has to come off. And not very many of them do, but I think it's Chevy Malibu. Chevy Malibus. Um, <clears throat> what else was that one that it was like three hours to do a damn light bulb? Lexus IS250, 350s, Had to be ISLs. disassembled. It had uh, three hours yeah. of labor for a light well, you're talking about a Lexus where you got to pull all these plastic panels off that cover all the ugliness underneath it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, all that takes time. But, you know, what would you do? You know, you buy a Lexus, you know, you take it to a Lexus dealership, see how much they charge. You Ooh, know? you know, you don't want to know that. You don't want to know that. It's ridiculous. You know, uh, my brother-in-law, they, you know, he lives in Memphis and he was telling me uh, he bought his wife, my sister, uh, a 2023 uh Palisade, Hyundai Palisade, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Um, and literally, it doesn't even have over 2,000 miles on it. And she was driving back to Clarksville to come visit. And uh, some dump truck on the interstate, rocks fell out of the, the dump bed of it. And it punctured the AC condenser. Well, you know, it's got the the great 1234YF Freon in it, which is super expensive. And uh, a lot of shops don't have those AC machines to do it. So you got to take it to the dealership and have it done. Well, she took it to the dealership and they had to pay out of pocket for this, this issue and, you know, which they did. And, uh, you know, uh, I lost focus on where I was going with that. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. So basically your sister was on her way back. She had a, a new, a, a brand new car. Yeah. Yeah. That she oh, had to pay out of pocket I got, from. I, it, can't, it just dinged back to me. Hey, uh, we've sorry. We've had a long day today. Uh, well, long story short, she had it fixed and the labor rate in Memphis, Tennessee was over like $200 an hour. And, uh, you know, right at a hundred, you know? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people complain about, you know, the labor being so high, go to, go to Nashville, go to Memphis and have your car worked on. Or just the dealership in Clarksville is high. Yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong. There are other shops that, that do. You know, that can get certain parts probably cheaper than us. They they work with people that have they've done so much rapport with them that they get such a good discount on certain things. We understand that sometimes they may be a little less expensive. We're I I literally price us at the median. I don't want to be lower than anyone so I can cheat anyone out of anything. Yeah, but I'm not gonna be insanely high because I think we deserve this. I think we I think our prices are what we deserve at where we're at. Our, not only our location, what what service we provide. And the quality. The, yeah, the quality of the service we provide speaks for itself. So that's all, you know. And there's some yeah. people that don't like us. We've made, you know, we made mistakes and tried to fix mistakes and then fix mistakes, but then people still just don't like us because they uh, don't have a, I don't know. Yeah, that's one other thing too, you know. Uh, a lot of these parts and stuff from these aftermarket companies even dealer parts we've ran into, they're, they're shit quality. They're, yep. they're not like yeah. what they used to be. Uh, like, 
I can't tell you how many times we've put, for instance, one of one of these good customers we had, um, we put a EVAP purge solenoid at the engine on what six times? Yes. Uh, and they were three. I want to say two or three of them came from Ford actually. Uh, yeah. And they were bad parts, <clears throat> and they last maybe a week, and, and then they go back. The bad part is you try to test it on the scanner and it won't go through the test procedure and then like they do this thing where they click in a series yeah and it wouldn't do it anymore or it's stuck open which then, is a large know, or small leak yeah. evap leak then we take it off and actually bench test it you know just to double check you know and triple check everything to make sure okay yeah this is our problem yep and you know we're warranting out a part that we warranted out and the customers are getting mad at us because of parts failure you know we're, but one and, way to put it on. Yeah. Right. And, you know that's, I mean? and we like, again, this is where we come in and say, hey, no, come here and let me show you what this is. Yeah. Because you, we, let me explain to you. Let me ask you some questions of where you understand this is where we're at over here. This is what, like, look what I do. You take this, doop, doop, done. Like, you're literally, this is what you do. You have to do this. And then I have to go into the system. Yeah, we're not doing like, it wrong. You know, it's just, it's <laughs> this part itself. Do you see what this material is? It's plastic. It's It's rubber. Remember uh, Kia? Is it Kia and Hyundai that have the yeah the, Kia Hyundai? They the got that little gear. rubber spider gear. Yeah, the rubber. It's like, and it's not even. It's like a rubbery plastic. It's such a weird material. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's almost like uh, I've I've even ran into a, a few of them where I just want to go to our guy Steve. That's Amber's dad. Um, he's a machinist that we have mm-hmm. here at LR Harper. Uh, I, there's been some times I just want to be like, Hey, Steve, you think you can make this out of brass? Yes, yeah, some soft metal yeah. that would be better than what we're using, yeah, right? Yeah, because 100%. You know, it's it's actually, you know, then we find out that it's a, a national recall on it. So, you know, instead of taking customers' money on doing that job after we found out about this recall form, you know, we always we send them to Hyundai or Kia to have it done for free through recall instead of taking their money, you know. Yes, we do a lot of that. If 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 we find any kind of TSBs or recalls, um we definitely tell them to go straight to the dealership. Um, and get it done for free. By the way, if they say that it's not a thing and they lie to you, here's a piece of paper with their seal on it. So they'll probably do it if you show them this. Yeah, if you bring a TSB <laughs> or that, or you, you know what one I mean? of our papers, we usually, if, some, uh, if we can print it, we try to print it out and say, hey, yeah. this is what you need. Um, and then also, uh, no Call offense. Call the corporate. Yeah, no offense to anybody that works at any of the local dealerships. I'm not talking bad about you guys. I'm just talking about, about the corporate part of it. Uh, as far as customers go, go to corporate. Go to the top, top. You need to go to the top dog. You call Kia headquarters. You call Hyundai headquarters. You call Ford headquarters. You call the headquarters about the TSB, and then they send it off to their to your local place. Because when it comes from headquarters, guess what? Kind of got to do it. So It's coming down from the top. Yeah, it's coming from the top down to the bottom. So, well, yeah. let's put it in perspective. Like the mechanics at the dealership, and I know Cho knows exactly what I'm talking about, even at Firestone. And you were actually literally at both places. Yeah, I worked at Firestone. If you do song, 10 oil changes without doing anything else, they're going to pull you in the office and say, hey, man, you did all two, 10 oil changes. And you're like, okay, yeah, one you know, one through 10. And what, what's going on? 
Well, you didn't sell anybody tires. You didn't sell anybody a tie rod in. You didn't sell, like, we know that one of those cars out of the 10 cars needed something and you're not selling them at. So that's what the dealership is made to do is, is to generate revenue. Yeah. Upsell everything. It, upsell, right? And whenever you go there with a problem that's a known problem, Instead of going there by yourself with nothing, you've already been here. We've armed you. We've basically given you ammunition with that paperwork saying, this car has been diagnosed. You're not getting my $150, $160 diagnosis. $280 diagnosis today. It's already been diagnosed and it's a known problem. Here it is. the TSB. Fix it. And by the way, if you still need to diagnose it, have, have at it. Do it. Go to town on it. But when you get done and you get to the same, you know, the same thing that they figured out, go ahead on and cover it, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, it's it's, just. And again, that's where I love that we educate. Like, we educate our customers. We try to educate them anyway. We did Teenager Tuesdays. Um, We need to to do that again. The last one wasn't a hit, but maybe we can put a little more oomph behind it this time. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, uh, just education is key. Knowing about your vehicles, knowing, um, you know, when to service them, knowing someone to call, L.R. Harper, 931-919-2583. Call us Monday through Friday to 5 and... uh, Messages over the weekend, on nights and weekends, messages. Yeah. Um, don't message any of us personally. Um, I love you guys. I love LR Harper. I love being here. Don't message us personally after five <laughs> over your vehicles. Unless you're on fire, then do it. Yes, unless you're on fire. I mean, but well, <laughs> I if think you're on you fire, call I hope nine one one. I think nine one one would be the 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 right call <laughs> before us. Um. Uh. But yeah, don't. I love you guys. Don't call us personally. Call us Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, during normal business hours. And uh, we'll get you taken care of. We'll help you out. Chill will be here. Miss Rhonda, Christian, George, Steve, JB. Everybody will be here. You'll have more than enough help. Yeah. You know? And we'll be here, too. We're here a lot, but sometimes we're not. But (laughs) Joe's here. Yeah, no worries. Just come down and see us. But, uh, yeah. Um, I wanted to cover, I want to switch gears here a little bit. We kind of talked about the inner workings of the shop and we got Cho's introduction done. We got a lot of other subjects covered as far as, you know, we flipped a script on customers. You know, we don't necessarily trust them because they're not going to tell us the whole story or like Paul Harvey said, the rest of the story. And we have to figure that out ourselves. so. So switching gears into a lot of myths, there's a lot of automotive myths out there. Like, honestly, a lot of guys will buy a hundred percent antifreeze. It's, I'm I'm thinking about this one. I don't know why, but this one just got stuck in my head in particular. They're like, "Why would I pay somebody for half a jug of water?" And I'm like, "Okay, okay, but I understand what you're saying. You can buy a, a concentrated jug of antifreeze, and then you can mix in water with it. What are they using with it? What are they mixing in with that?" Tap water. What's tap water got in it? So. Golly, man. To dummy it down or to be educated in Layman's. Okay. So, <laughs> to all the people who know automotive and to all the people who don't know automotive, tap water. You're supposed to use distilled water in antifreeze when you mix it together because tap water has a high concentration of minerals, mm-hmm. which corrode the coolant system. And, and causes, air. And, yeah, air and all that contaminants. 
which causes future problems down the road, causes parts failure and all that stuff. A lot of people don't believe it, but it's the honest truth. And that's why you use distilled water because it doesn't have as much minerals in it as regular tap water and all the other stuff that the city and all them places put in your water. So, so it's got a lot of air in it and distilled water means it's sit long enough for the, all the air to escape. And then you have actual water there with yeah. no contaminants in it. So before I don't want them to get it twisted. If you break down the side of the road and you got a coolant leak, by all means, don't throw cold water in it from the gas station because that'll crack your head or, you know, it's too much of a temperature differential. But what I'm getting at is, is if all you can do is get your hands on tap water, please put tap water in it. Yeah. If you got to get somewhere, don't blow your engine up. We're not saying not to use it at all, but we're saying when you pull it in here and you do a major coolant job, don't think you're getting a deal by buying concentrated antifreeze. Not if you don't plan on at least going to Walmart and buying distilled water and by yeah. the, you can buy it by the jug too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But how much is, does anybody in here know, or can they look up how much distilled water is in a one gallon jug? I think it's like a dollar 30. It's pretty cheap. Yeah, I want to say it's around dollar thirty-two dollars. So it's not two dollars. It's it's not um, quite two. It might I don't know. be two dollars. Prices have gone up because okay. So if you can buy a jug of antifreeze for fifteen dollars, and you can buy fifty-fifty, which already has pre-mixed fifty-fifty with distilled. Yeah, it's actually like a coolant. You know, if you can buy that for what ten, twelve dollars. Well, if you turn around and buy the concentrated, and then you have to go buy these other jugs, which they're not doing that. They're using tap water. What tap water does? Filling it up. The tap water gets hot, and it 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 has wa- it has air in the water because it's not distilled. And then as it gets hot and under pressure, it burps out all the air out of it. And then in return, your system becomes lower and in level. Yeah, and then you develop air pockets in the before thermostat and stuff, and it could cause overheating issues too. Yep. Uh, the baby distilled water is a dollar twenty six, and the just the Walmart regular great value is a dollar thirty four. So it's a dollar. They're not buying that water. No. no. You know what I'm saying? By the time you go out and buy the water, you're spending that much in gas because gas ain't it's cheap. It's effort. It's effort and it's time. Let's just say you could time's just blip money. there and blip back. Yeah. You're still in a time crisis. Yeah. You know. And time's money, as people say. You know. Yep. Time is money. Money is time. That's one myth. So that I mean, really stuck in my head. The other myth is people will come in here and I love these people. They're trying to do the right thing. Their mind, their intentions are in the right place, but they're like, I want to go full synthetic and they drive an older vehicle. I'm like, man, <laughs> stick to that conventional. I'm like, Hey, listen, we love expensive, but we like our expensive and the expensive cars, like the BMWs that, that, that oh, yeah. say that you can only use that. That's when we'll get in the game and do that. But man, you you know what I'm talking about. An old car has been conventional its whole life. You swap it over to synthetic. You asking for trouble. <laughs> you know, that's just because it's synthetic doesn't mean it's the best in the biz. It, <clears throat> it, it just means it's a little higher quality, but it's meant for new. It, it The engineering was meant for some. They engineered certain vehicles to run on that. Joe, what did Jasper man say when he come in here? Remember that myth about how long you can go yep. on oil change all this bull crap? So Jasper Man, uh, he comes <clears> in <throat> on a regular basis and stuff, checks up on us. Uh, we had a couple of issues with trying to find certain motors and stuff, and they run through a series of programs and all this and that. Well, 
we were asking him questions of like, you know, why don't y'all y'all do these motors? And he was like, well, they're too problematic. And, uh, you know, he was like, you know, a lot of things that prolong these engines are changing your oil. And then he got on topic. He asked me, he said, when, when do you change your oil in your vehicle? I said, every 3,000. And he was like, oh, we're never selling you a motor. And I was like, why is that? He was like, because, you know, you, you change your oil every 3,000. And I was like, what about all these cars that, you know, they tell you 6,000 miles? Well, he was telling me, you know, about the oil lasts, but filters start to deteriorate, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just like filtering dirty oil back through your engine and, you know. Sadly, yes. So, I always recommend people do it every 3,000. I mean, look at how all old, you know, 60s and 70s and 80s models car. They always mm-hmm. change their oil at 3,000. And they're still on the road desk today. You know, you can pull one out of a barn that's been sitting in there for, you know, 40 plus years. You know, clean up the carburetor because, you know, it's going to be gummed up a little bit from, well, depending on what gas was in it back then. You know, if it's <laughs> this new stuff, you got probably tops three months, you know, with the ethanol in it. It'll start gumming up pretty quick. Fast. You know, in a carbureted vehicle, um, even in fuel injection vehicles. But uh, you pull a barnyard fine car and clean it up, you know, clean the carb up a little bit. And that sucker will fire right up and run like a charm, you know. <laughs> you can't do that with these new cars. <laughs> no, I'm no. afraid not. So the, the myth there with the oil, the coolant is that. The myth with the oil is... Oh, I got synthetic oil. I can, you know, I can go 10, 12,000 miles. What if you're burning oil? You're going to burn oil at an, an accelerated pace yeah. in between oil changes. And if you don't check it, like the people we know that don't check it, you're going to have a bad problem. Man, a lot of people don't check their oil. No, know? they don't. That should be one of the things you do once <clears throat> on a Sunday. I but. seen an advertisement one time and I, I can't remember what company it was, but it said it was an annual oil change oil. You'd only had to change it once a year. I thought uh, boy, I could they tell you exactly which one that was. Which one was BMW. that? BMW. They do a sixteen. It's either sixteen or fifteen thousand mile oil change, and I want to say it's priced at like six hundred plus dollars, and you only have to change the oil once a year. But sorry to put it Come to you on, guys. Man. Come on. Have you ever pulled a BMW valve cover off after a a year <laughs> oil change? Chocolate pudding comes yeah. to mind. Yeah, it's like busted up charcoal and <clears throat> chocolate pudding mixed together in your valve cover. Uh, I advise not to do it. You I can don't see care. it on the TikTok videos. Saying, you know our what I mean? professional opinion yes. is 3,000 miles. 3,000. You're pushing it at five. We don't recommend. We yeah, did have a I guy mean, with a trucking company that did go yes. 10 to 12,000 miles for his oil change. But you know what he did do? You know what he did do, though? Swap filters. He swapped filters, yes, but what I'm saying is he checked his oil often. Oh, yeah, yeah. This guy was hot shot trucking, and he would go 10,000 miles on oil change. He's all over the top of that oil, buddy. Every yeah. other fill-up, he was on top of that oil. And another thing is, too, you know, what's what's an oil change? Like 80 bucks on standard vehicles? Yeah, most of the you time. Know, they're, they're under 100 bucks for most standard vehicles, you know? So if you're changing your oil every 3,000 miles. And your synthetic blend to, to conventional oil, yes, it's yeah. about 80 to $80. I mean, obviously, stuff prices go up and down. Well, I'm going I'm to say this. Yeah. Changing your oil is way cheaper than putting a motor in your car. I'm so, be honest with you. It yeah. is. 100%. And again, to, to be honest, one ounce a month. To be honest, coming from a technician, I'd rather change your oil than have to put a motor in your vehicle. Because, you <laughs> me, know. I'll, go, I'll even go further. Me as a business owner make more money off of your oil change than I do off of changing your engine. I, I, it's just that simple. 
the numbers don't lie, the facts and the 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 repetitive uh we see this every single day, five days a week, fifty-two weeks a year. Like we see it every single day. Yeah, why would we why would you know? You know, I, I mean I make no money off of that. I don't make as much money off of the engine job as I do your oil change. It job. looks like we are because the bill's a lot higher. Right. But my matrix doesn't we are the middleman at that the biggest yeah. Yeah. the biggest, most priciest part of that job. We're the middleman in it. Yeah. So I mean really. So that's a little fun <clears throat> fact. Again, our techs love our techs would rather change your oil and change your brakes often than having to put motors having to put or an transmissions engine in it. And, or and as a business like owner that. making money off of this, I'm not saying that's my whole point. What I'm saying is is in the numbers perspective, I make more money off of everyone coming and getting their oil changed regularly than Oh yeah. If I have to change it. Well, the time, oil change in and out. Engine jobs, weeks. Sometimes it can be weeks on end, you know? Because, well, I have to have the car, I have to have it here, then I have to have a deposit, then I have to wait until the deposit gets until I order the engine, then once the engine gets here, how long is it going to take to get here? It's it's a process. And then it's going to take up a rack, and if it's a 12-plus hour job, obviously we are only open eight hours a day. Whoa. Okay, so... We've covered quite a bit. We've covered a lot of business. How long? How long has this one been going? Oh, it's a it's going a while. We are at an hour and twenty. That's pretty good. Um, we'll we'll go ahead. We're not going to wrap up. We're going to go into the first segment of Fuzzy Tales, and that's where Fuzzy tells a tale of what something that was pretty funny that happened in his life, and it it always has to include the special guest Cho, Josepher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Josephine, um, um, Chomo Sapien, Chomo, Chomo Sapien, Cholo, um, the Donger, Josephus, <laughs> the Donger, <laughs> the Donger. Yeah, I forgot about that one. So one day he could be the Donger, and then the next day he could be uh, Manny Montoya from Good Girl. So those yeah, are two that's Manny Montoya. That's yes. who I was thinking about the other day. He can look like a Hispanic man, or he can look like an Asian man. If you're bumming money, you better call him by this Korean name, though. Because if you call him by a Mexican or a Hispanic name, you're not getting that $2. <laughs> you're not getting that $1.50 he might have in his pocket to help you That's out. That's right. So he's he's the Cholo. But anyways, Cho, all of a sudden, had a fridge, and it went bad, and he needed a fridge, and he was uptight. Because, hey, look, guys, you need a fridge, and you got a lot of food and a lot of kids and stuff. You got to start figuring some stuff out pretty quick. Oh, you yeah. gotta start figuring out some stuff pretty quick, and I don't know what the situation was with the vehicles, or but you ended up finding a fridge online. Yeah, it was uh, because what it was was we purchased a house. It had an older fridge in it, and it didn't work too great. So, <laughs> you know, instead of going out and buying a two thousand dollar fridge, a lot of people sell because they do a remodel on their homes, especially in Nashville. So you get a, a you know, a two thousand dollar fridge for two to five hundred dollars. Well, I found a nice stainless steel fridge. A uh, person was updating their home, worked perfect. I think I it paid was a like nice fridge, like two hundred fifty bucks, three hundred bucks for it, and it was a nice fridge, heavy as hell. But fridges have gotten heavier. I don't. I remember picking up some fridges in my life. Something's going on with the tech. Not they got circuit boards in them, and they got more insulation. They're they're keeping stuff colder for a longer time. Something's going on, but that equates to more weight because I saw stars picking that thing up, dude. Yeah, it was three of us trying to put it up on the. There trailer. was three grown men in that thing, and when we got it up there, I was like, "Hey, I think I got something hanging out of my butt." <laughs> 
<laughs> I had that later on down the trip back home. You ain't lying. You are not lying. So, so this guy was an awesome guy. But like you said, when you're in the high end parts of Nashville and they're getting rid of what they think is junk, it's like the Taj Mahal to us. You yeah. know, it's like brand new. That thing was nice. It was a big chest open dual French doors uh, refrigerator, you know? And then let me also paint the picture. They didn't show up in like a normal vehicle either. So so look, we had the the car hauler set up, sitting out there ready to go. So what do we do? We take that. We take, which is currently a 1990 Ford F800 with a 16-foot tandem axle trailer that we haul cars with. Perfect setup to go get a refrigerator, right? Yeah. yeah. Perfect setup. Piece of plywood would take care of that center yep. space. That that center space that's made for draining oil and cutting cats out and stuff. You know what? You throw a, you throw a, a piece of plywood over that. You can put a seven hundred pound refrigerator on it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was all decided at the end of one day. We were like, "Boom, go!" I don't. We didn't talk about it. We just no, did it. We just did it. And before you know, we're on the road. You know, and we stopped to put some fuel in the truck. And it That's took when a, diesel was hot. <laughs> so diesel was out the roof at the point in time, and and we're, I was like, "Look, dude, just put a little bit in there, and, and we'll go down the road." So he goes, and "Would you put fifty bucks? Fifty in there? bucks in it in the old F eight hundred?" And we put it in there. And we said, "Not enough." So we went back in there and we put some more on there. I think I, I put another fifty in it. So so look, the F eight hundred gets thirsty, okay? But it's a big girl, so we got her fed. And we was going down there. The guy was super nice to us, helped us load it. And we strapped this thing down. You'd have thought we were strapping down a damn D9 bulldozer to the trailer. We strapped it down. I never thought it would be possible for anything to happen to the refrigerator. And nothing happened to it. Don't get me wrong. It made it home safe. Go ahead and take over, man. Well, <laughs> you know, going down Nashville, Nashville roads coming off of, uh, in the 24 area where it goes back to 24 interstate headed to Clarksville. If y'all live in Clarksville, Nashville area, you know how bad those roads and potholes are after the winter time. Yeah. Especially last winter time. Well, we're traveling back home from, I think we went out towards like Brentwood and we came back in and, uh, we, we were getting right there at the split to get on 24. And I kept looking back in the mirror, and I kept seeing one of the ratchet straps kind of flapping. Let me, let me cut you right there. Just to put this into perspective, the F-800 rides like, like a, a hardtail Harley on a log wagon coming through the atmosphere. This thing rides like a hammer. It's just a big, tough truck, and there's nothing Cadillac about it. Yeah, there ain't no gives a fucks about no, no. it. <laughs> When you hit a bu- when you hit a bump, ain't nobody got to tell you, because your you, your head might bounce off the ceiling. Or your teeth might and <laughs> break on each other. If you hu- it's also air brake and it's made to haul on the normal sixty thousand pounds. So if you're by yourself, you can breathe on the brake pedal, and this thing it's trying to do a front flip. So I just wanted to make sure they knew that before you told them what you're about to tell them. You know. So as as I was looking in the side mirror, watching this strap flap in the air, I'm like, "Hey, fuzzy, hey, I think one of the straps come loose." And I turn around and I'm looking looking through the back glass, trying to look over the long bed it has on it, and I see the strap just flapping along. And I look over at the other strap on the driver's side of it, and it's loose too, because the other strap come loose, and it's just flapping. And I'm like, "Oh shit, damn fridge is just sitting there on the trailer." 
And I turned and looked at Fuzzy and I said, hey, the, the straps are loose. Hit the brakes. Pull over. Uh, we're going to have to strap this thing back down. And he was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I said, what do you mean, uh? He was like, if I touch these brakes, that fridge is going to be sitting in the in the seat between us. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, I forgot this thing's got air brakes. And I was like, yeah, don't hit the brakes. Let's coast. Let's go in this media and just coast. Yeah, yeah. Well, prior to that, when we picked this fridge up from this guy... Which, told, by the way, we started both simultaneously sweating at the same time. Yeah, like, like a nervous cold sweat right off the bat. You know, I had a hemorrhoid hanging out my butthole. <laughs> That's how nervous I was. Because this is a heavy-ass fridge, and this is coming back from Nashville with all the damn traffic. So prior to this incident, when we picked up the fridge, when we were leaving the guy's house, I kept watching these straps. And it, it's like a hawk. You get you get this funny feeling in your stomach and that you know, that gut instinct feeling you get, it's like trust the gut instinct, you know. <laughs> well, I told Fuzzy, I said, Hey man, if this fridge just magically just falls off this trailer, I said you just keep on driving. Yeah, don't do I said, not stop. You know? Three five hundred dollar fridge, I don't give a fuck, just keep driving. <laughs> we ain't never seen no fridge before. This ain't our fridge. Just keep driving. And just tell the officer, hey, look, man, why would we haul a fridge with this combo? Yeah, we're, we you know come I mean? up we're 60,000 pound yeah. GVW right here, buddy. We you know? I got a CDL. You think I'm out here hauling fridges? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, man. So, long story short of that, I think I jinxed myself when I said that prior. And when we were about to hit 24 back in the Clarksville, this strap come off. This, this refrigerator is swaying. It's yeah, swaying in the it's wind. It's swaying back and forth, like teeter-tottering back and forth. <laughs> and I'm like, Fuzzy, hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. Well, he's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, the fridge is going to fall off the trailer. Well, finally, we got the truck to a stop in the middle mi- middle median where it splits to go to Briley and you stay on 24. <laughs> so we got traffic zooming by us at 70, 80 mile an hour or however reckless we was fine with that. drive. We were cool with that. We were fine with that. We were still <laughs> trying to pick ourselves back up from this fridge just swing dingling off the back of the trailer back here. I mean, it, it was... I mean... It was swing dingling. I, 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 was, I was scared for the people who were behind us. <laughs> If we would have hit a little Kia or man, something, man, it'd have molly it. It'd be like on the Halloween movie where they were driving in that old ass, I think it was a Chevy G20 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And the guy's like, cow, cow, cow. Yep. And the guy finally looks up and it's a fucking 500 pound cow and just. It's an Angus beef, yeah. man. That's what that fridge would have done to the car, you know. Man, but, you ain't kidding. Oh, man, we got that thing strapped back down. I watched that thing like a hawk. And it it never left left my eyesight. But we got it back to the shop, and then we had to figure out how to get it off the trailer from there because it was only two of us then. And uh, we managed. But we got cranes, and we got lifts and straps. And we, yeah. we had some equipment when we got back to the shop, by yeah. God. <laughs> we come up with something, put something together to get it off. Oh, man. So that was a... That was a good fuzzy tale. That was a good one. It was an, What time did you get home that night? Uh, I think... It was like 11, 30, 12. I think you, That's not too you maybe to Hop- one. I think you went to Hopkinsville with him. Nope. He, we took it back here. No. Yeah. We, and he ended up taking it, it home shop. from here. Remember, it sat in the shop a couple days. Oh. Okay. We had to recoup. We couldn't just, you know what I mean? We had to get, when we had to mentally You had to like get your decompress. taken care of. <laughs> I had to shove what was hanging out of my butt back in there after picking <laughs> that fridge up. I, I think I, I probably had to go to the doctor the next day to get checked. Yeah. Oh, Man. Lord. But anyways, that'll that'll wrap up 
Um, episode 10 on the 10th of the 10th month. Yes. It's pretty cool, um, right? Thanks, Cho, for hanging out with us after work. Oh, yeah. And you will be on future episodes as well. So Yes. Well, uh, and also have fun on your vacation. Yeah, I'm going to go kick back and stick my feet in the sand. Yeah. There you go, dude. Do it. Hopefully I don't get sand fleas. <laughs> Maybe not. Or stung by a jellyfish. Hey. Or whatever it- else creatures are crawling around there. Yeah. Make sure you go crab hunting at night. Crab hunting. Yes, it's so fun. Them little boys will love that. They move really fast, too. Woo. Ew, creepy. I don't know. They Well, they freak out about the crawl dad we have in our sump tank outside that I found that's been there <laughs> since we moved in. And uh, That's hilarious. I just leave them in there. You know, he ain't hurt nobody. No. I pulled them out one time and showed the boys. They're super excited about it, but they don't want to touch them. Oh. Hmm. They well, might just, just... You'll, you'll have to go out there and investigate that and have a good time on vacation and kind of decompress and relax. Yeah. You know? So, thanks for listening, guys. Don't if forget to like, follow, yes. share. Yes. Any feedback would be awesome. I've been asked, how long have I been asking for feedback? Uh, forever. Every episode. If it's just any, I don't care if it's just call me and tell me I'm ugly. I want any feedback. Negative, positive, it don't matter. But uh, thanks for listening in. And we'll catch you guys later. See ya. Love you. Bye.